Three, two, one. What is up, you guys? And welcome back to Sport Champs, Street Champs exclusive sports podcast. Mm. To my right is my man Chauncey. Yeah. To my left is my man Day. Yeah. And to the left of him is the one and only Derek. Yeah. Running for mayor, Mr. Derek Trujillo. This is the first mayor that we have on Sport Champs. It's true. Oh, shit. And I feel great about it, to be honest. We have his mayoral kitty as well. My dog. <laughs> and we this is a, like, this is the friends one, dude. This is like, we got the buddies on it. Right here, Dave. Ugh. Mm-hmm. No Winston. Uh. He he uh, is still parasailing in Barbados. I think you could just give up the give up the act, bro. I think he's think he's gone forever. I think he dad no dad, where's the no. milk on us? Yeah, <laughs> he told me he was going to the store. He'll be right back. Yeah, told <sighs> so you that too. Oh, man. Oh. Yo, did we all get the same text? Oh no, Jake is up. He's gone oh, forever. Dad left forever. We still love you, though, Dad. Is he gonna be here tonight for the street gyms? <laughs> Winston, he's not going to watch this. But um, all right, let's start with weeks. Chauncey, let's start with your week. We've never started with a Chauncey's week before. Hey, first. Yeah. Uh, Actually, it was good. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, but it was good. Yeah, I mean, uh, just chilling, working, working out, working. Mm. Yeah, I mean, just trying to stay active. Yeah, I mean, doing my thing. Doing the damn thing, dude. Mm. Same, staying active. Uh, was in the stew earlier, doing uh, the damn thing. I didn't get to make as much music as I wanted to. Sometimes that happens, you know. Hmm. Um, but we we freestyled in the studio. That was a first. That was fun. Uh, like that was cool. Just off the top, me and Zach went in the fucking booth and just freestyled on a beat uh, that Blitz made. Then when we finished up uh, the e the first EP for the EDM group, um, I actually uploaded the first singles for that. So mm, we are officially okay. going to be called Morphica. Oh. Uh, I gotta show you guys the crazy M that got approved though. Like, so it's not a normal M for the actual band name. It's like an M with a, like a little fucking swoop on the end. It looks really cool. It's fucking sick. I have to show you guys. That's, That's dope, gonna man. be the actual band name on every platform though. So it's gonna look really cool. Man's That's got dope. the one, emoji one of M. one. Yeah, yeah, straight up emoji M, bro. Oh. It looks crazy. It looks crazy. That's and dope. Uh, we're both happy with the name. Uh, happy with the singles, bro. We're dropping our first single at the beginning of August. So be on the lookout with that. Link below. Other than that, just been fucking enjoying life, dude. Uh, I took a hiatus from social media a little bit. That's um, a healthy feeling. Yeah. It, dude, it feels good. It's because like a purge. I'm on. I like. I was on it, but like not nearly as much. But and then no posting, like because sometimes your mind is just like, all right, what do I gotta post? What do I gotta gotta keep doing this and gotta uh, what's gonna get the algorithm? What's gonna, you know what I mean? Like it, it's so exhausting sometimes, and I can't wait for the day to where I won't have to deal with that. I could just make music and be happy with that, and I'll post and stuff. But like. To have somebody handle that for you is like, I bet mm-hmm. it feels so good because you don't even have to think about that shit. Oh, yeah. And like, that's a giant thing for an artist. So, took a hiatus to social media, eight days, back on it. You're going to see me posting a lot. So, just follow me everywhere, link below. Yeah. Other than that, man, just enjoying life, enjoying the changes, thinking of new shit, trying to fucking. I mean, because we talked about it last week. We were thinking about since Winston's gone, like, Sport Champs ain't the same. That's not the reason why it's disbanding. But we wanted to give. Sport Champs, a fresh coat of paint. So I've been trying to think of stuff like that. So I've been doing with that. We're going to talk about that in a little bit more. But not too crazy of a busy week, but a fun, different week. You know, like a different from the past few weeks. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a nice, kind of like the pod. It's a fresh coat of paint. Oh, yeah. 
disrespect. Yeah. How about you? Chauncey, oh. can you just give your little uh, mic cord a little bit some slack under there? It's really tight. Oh, it's, shit. Here, those let will, me give you a little back. Those will uh, fuck up. Oh, yeah. Noise. Just like under oh, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a little bit. Cool. Maybe sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Chords all up. Um, Dave, did you say your week? Um, how was your week, brother? I mean, nothing to hoot or holler about. If you guys didn't notice, I wasn't here last week. It's Mm. because I had bronchitis. So damn, yeah, bronchitis. I don't know. Is that serious? How do you Mm. get that? He just Um, said he was sick, and I was like, this guy got a cold. Basically, it's kind of like you start out with a cold, but then like all the mucus and shit that you're be getting, it gets like your bronchial tubes, which is kind of like where the lungs meet will get inflamed and then once that kind of goes your body goes into like bronchitis mode where it's just like all right Damn. evacuate all the mucus and Damn. so yeah that's crazy you know what's funny is last time this I've happened i've never had that i've had bronchitis three times in my life it's not that wouldn't quite qualify as chronic bronchitis but when i had it the second time i was in csup i had gotten like what i thought was a head cold and then a whole week went by and i'm like why am i not getting better so i had my homie take me to emergent care and get this they tell me, like, they do the like, checks, uh, x-ray, make sure it wasn't pneumonia, had the stethoscope to my back. They're like, all right, we think you have bronchitis. I was like, cool, what's the standard operating procedure for that? They wrote me a script for uh, antibiotic and then legitimately, like, promethazine and codeine syrup. And nice. I'm like, why? Damn, they gave you lean? I asked, yes, they gave yeah. me lean. And I'm like, why are you giving me lean? And they were That's like, not the real lean, though. Is I that- don't know what the concentration levels are. All I know is I asked why. I'm like, why are you giving me that? And they're like, you're going to cough a lot. And this time around, this is the first time I've had it since. And like, man, I, like I went two days where like I couldn't even vape, bro. My like I couldn't my, even. Vape. <laughs> oh no! I hate that. That yeah, was the like, first yeah. thing that you said that you couldn't do. It's not that you can't go on a jog to fucking. <laughs> I couldn't do that either. I had to take. My I, man said, "Uh, I bought this for no reason. I couldn't even hit my watermelon slushy vape, bro." <laughs> Well, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> With it being the first one, is a crazy part. Yeah, I do know what you mean, yeah, though. Yeah. Do, so, yeah. yeah, I was. it was pretty brutal. <laughs> I mean, so I funny. didn't feel that miserable. It was just, like, every, like, ten minutes, I was just, like, coughing up mucus. Dave doesn't get yeah. to be Dave on bronchitis, basically. Not really. It sucked. But I got two days off from work paid. That was cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, the man's had sick time. That's fine. Yes, sir. I had I, got a little bit. I had all the sick time because I never use it. Yeah, bro. So I used some of it, which was cool. Shout out um, work for arranging that. That was pretty cool. But yeah, as far as my week was concerned, all I did was eat a bunch of y'all can make fun of me. I don't even care. I ate a bunch of Chick Fil A soup. That's far. This man's just driving fucking <laughs> driving three minutes for fucking soup, bro. Yep, I'm that bougie. Campbell's, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I, that involves gambles or chunky. What are we talking? Come on, Progresso. Ooh, nah. shit! He like hit a curveball. It depends on which is. ones, though, for sure. That chicken noodle with the spiral noodle hitter, bro. Let's okay, we got we got to save this for the new pod. We got to save this. Yeah, we got to save this for the new pod. But yeah, that's hilarious. That Damn, bronchitis, Dave. That's a different day for sure. Yeah, super um, ecstatic this week. I've been watching some of the uh, OTA footage from the Chiefs because, like, all of the um, all the players are reporting to spring right now. Oh. So these are the non-optional training camps. Oh shit! Um, so it's not. I don't I guess that's not OTA. It's just the original training or it's the normal training camp. But bro, I'm seeing some really cool receiver highlights that got me so excited for this NFL regular season. Mm. Your boy's ready. I just hope the Broncos are ready too, bro. I don't know what to expect. We'll talk about Sean Payton in this episode because he talked some shit. He did talk some shit. As he should. Bold, but other than that. I mean, we'll see what happens. Feeling better? 
Am I feeling better? Yeah. I mean, every, like, I still have, like, like I cough up mucus every once in a bit, but bronchitis doesn't just, just gives go us away all bronchitis, huh? Like it's not just... a contagious thing. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Bronchitis. That's like... what they tell you. That's what they tell you, Ricky, to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> to make me feel better yeah. about it. Huh? Convoluted. Hey, hold on, though. If you, if, you get your, if you play your cards right, bro, you'll be texting me a picture of a pint. Think I'm talking about thank you. Well, I have a lot of po- I have a lot of Pokemon cards, sir. So I think I'm gonna play them just right. Yeah, facts. I mean, boom. Mm. Like Derek, how, Derek, how was your week? How was your tweak? Uh, nothing really crazy. You know, let's see. Anything sports related happened to me? Um, I fucking I I ran today for the first time for full speed. You did not. You did not run. Why did you I run? Ran. I can't even picture it. I can't picture you yeah. running. It's why? Why did you run? What were you running for? What were you running from is sometimes, the real question. No, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. no, sometimes, like, when I throw my trash in the dumpster, I'll just be like, no, fuck it, I'm going to sprint back. No. <laughs> no, you do not. That's he was crazy. scared for his, his well-being. No, sometimes I just do that. You never just, just fucking sprint. His neighbors look at him so weird, bro. They're just like, oh, look, Derek's on the trash. Then he just dead sprints to his house. They're like, what the fuck was that? Derek's all like... <laughs> Like I need, I'm running out of duct tape. Why are I'm you dead. running out of duct tape? It's just like I gotta tape my BH to take the fucking trash out. <laughs> BH. <laughs> what? My BH. Use your imagination. My back hole. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, I like, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's BH? That's mad provocative. Bitch. No. Keep going. Keep guessing. What There's do you think? Tape. It's something you can yeah. tape. BH box. I feel like no. you're being facetious now. No, I'm dead ass. BH. Box? How would you think? Come with you were bo- closest on your first attempt. He my doesn't even hole. remember his first my attempt. <laughs> That's it. Boom! I said, I said back hole. Oh. You oh, did say back hole. You kind of, you flipped it. Oh. Dang, you're close. That's crazy. I mean, back hole could have been considered, though, Dave, really. Kind of. It is your back, <laughs> it is your back's hole. But when's the last time you guys just broke out into a full sprint? Bro, look at me. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Never, boy. <laughs> Chauncey's like, I'm offended. Like, Never. I, I'm a head out. I've always sprinted when I needed to for, like, survival. <laughs> you know I mean? like, I yo, like, yo, <laughs> but when it does happen, motherfucker's moving, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker's no, moving, no, you, you bro. You really could have made that, like, that could have been a double, uh, double-edged sword. You could have been like, bro. You ever be standing there and like waiting when Chick Fil A says your name? <laughs> I be moving, dog. Like, <laughs> no, straight up. Nah, that's hilarious. Last time I broke out in full sprint, mm. me was to catch my bitch ass dog from fucking running when she shouldn't be running. Aspen, mm. yeah, like she, I know, like she watches the podcast, huh? <laughs> the logs off. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm a dip. <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you last time I broke out in a full sprint. Last time, wow, Dave, you can't even remember, bro. Mm-mm. We should have that should be a TikTok today. Street Champs race. Yeah. We, oh fuck. No. Oh y'all getting y'all getting smoked. I've been working out. You guys are fucked. Like no, like each of us running like full sprint like across the camera. We should uh, we should all <laughs> run as funny as possible though. We should run our funniest, bro. We should just we should all, all think of the funniest run and, and just, say pick the best run. We should just all do high knee drills. Oh shit. That's hilarious. Or or uh, we all do a funny run or like just run full fucking speed and just say all separate <laughs> clips but then just say who wins the race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's and funny. then you could put like a one on you and then a two on or whatever. Uh, yeah. But other than that anything else happened in my week crazy? Um I fucking fuck. My man's got. That's a, it. That's all. My I man's got. got a. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, chill, out, chill out. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if we were gonna. No. I'm just kidding. Uh, no. <laughs> he says no. Nah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Boys, uh, speaking of, speaking of sports, bro, you'll, you'll fuck up the roster, bro. Oh! Right. Yo, this man. Solid. This man has, like... Solid. This man has all of Saudi Arabia's soccer team's roster. Like, this guy... <laughs> chill out. This chill guy... Out. Uh, I'm trying to think of a better reference. That was okay. This guy's crazy. That's all I'll say. Dave is crazy. Why Honestly, Dave is kind of crazier. Oh. I'm crazy. Damn. Like... In uh, in overall sense, you're pretty crazy. You are pretty crazy sometimes. Look at yourself. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> That's wild. <Yeah. laughs> Look at yourself. It's crazy. <laughs> Let's get into some sports, y'all. Okay. What are we starting with, Mister so, Dave? I've written down a lot of a lot of random sports stuff has happened. There's not going to be much order to these. These are just things that are like like current events, I suppose, that we can talk about. So the number one thing that I think we should address is. Mbappe, the number one soccer star, football star on the planet, mm-hmm. got offered a contract to play for a Saudi Arabian league that the contract, I'll explain, the contract itself totaled for one year of play over $1.1 billion. U.S. Now, so it was $700 now, million there. So the reason, currency, the way right? this explains is he would have gotten himself 760 mil to play, but to get him out of his current deal with the current club he's with, would have uh, costed over $300 million. So that's what's included in that lump sum. But wow, okay. but he he's, rumor is, is he's already turned it down. Yep. Damn. One year, $1 billion for one year. That's, that's the of. most money any unheard person of. in sports has ever turned down. Ever. For that's one year? For you, one year. Damn. I think it's because his name's Mbappe, and you just, like, just can't think straight? No, my honest <laughs> – no, here's my honest – What? Take. My, honest, no, my, what? For, my for real take is I don't think even for one year that he wants to go to Saudi Arabia because let's face it, they're not as westernized of a country yeah. in any way. Yeah. And, and Mbappe like, was literally dating a transgender person. He's gonna like they're not oh. gonna be cool with that. Like him like that's that's not tolerated behavior there for whatever reason. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Man so, a woman or woman. I can't because Chauncey hit him with a Oh. <laughs> no one heard it. No one heard it. I was trying oh, to hold it yeah. together, but I started dying. Was it man a woman or woman a man? I'm, I don't really let's get know. The, all right, let's look it up. Let's look it up. All because, right, Mbappe. Because it kind of matters because, like, woman to man, you know, are you gay? <laughs> Whoa, no, bro. Well, I, I don't know. Like, man to woman, it's like. Why did it go to images? My man got a billion dollars, bro. You got a billion dollar pussy? Like, bro. Whoa, chill. What? I'm serious. Aftermarket? I'm saying, like, like if, if your girlfriend's <laughs> this sports podcast is crazy. Um, I mean, that um, just took a dramatic. Yeah, it did. It did. Era. <laughs> I'm with it though. Yeah. Mbappe. Oh, shit. Shout out Mbappe for you know. That's I that's a crazy turn down. That's a yeah. one billion dollars. Shout out Mbappe billion. for deterring the bag. <laughs> that being said, his current, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's PSG is who he's rumored to be signing with. If I, I'm, I, I don't know, bro. This says girlfriend, and I don't think. Let me see. He's all. I'm an expert at this. Let me see. Yeah, let me, <laughs> so it was a man to woman model. Wait, that's the before and after? No, that's the. That's, no, that's Mbappe. Him. Oh, that's I was Mbappe. like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that he called it the before and after. It was great. My God. Like it's a fucking, like it's a fucking weight loss challenge. But um, his so his his rumored contract that he's getting because he's, he's the biggest free agent in soccer right now mm. or football if you want to be correct for the rest of the world. It's pretty um, bad though. Uh, I, is that are we okay. sure? Is this true? So like is that even so, is that even so a he, true statement? Um, yes. He's trans. 
No, not him. Data the Trends. I don't think he is anymore. That's him still. No, I know, but, but I'm that, saying that just that, looks like a girl. Is that them? It looks like a female. I don't think that's a uh, female that transitioned. It's a man to woman. She looks like Kim Kardashian mixed with Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. real. Like, what is going on? Give me that shit. That We're funny. finding this out. We're just looking at pictures. We need to find this out, bro. So this I, is not... I misspoke on the teams. He plays for PSG. The contract that he's got uh, is sinking is with Real Madrid. Okay. So, but Madrid be fire. Um, Yep, the first transgender model to appear on Playboy. Someone in the hmm. chat is asking a hilarious oh. question. Oh, geez. Right here, why Mbappe broke up with his transgender girlfriend? So, boom. My man's single. Yeah, but point being, like, he's a lot more... Ennis Rao. He's a more progressive dude. Ennis Rao. With views like that, mm -hmm. going to a country like Saudi Arabia that does not jive. I'm surprised that you would even offer him that then. Because like, no, they, if they're so strict in their ways the, like that. Look at that live, um, that LIV golf tournament where they were giving all those golfers like dummy money, bigger contracts Crazy than money. ever seen because they want they, they want enterprise in Saudi Arabia. They want sports in Saudi Arabia. And rather than creating their own leagues, they're just going to um, like outsource all the best players that they can. Mbappe turning this down is either like i said it could be a personal move that's what i'm speculating or maybe just maybe he's just dead set on what he's he's like going to real madrid he's going to be making like a hundred million dollars a year he's mm -hmm. going to be making insane money he's turning down insane money to still make great money like let's be honest he's probably yeah, just looking I mean, at like the long road of everything because it's only one his year. off field yeah. endorsements are going to be way better not in saudi arabia mm -hmm. i mean and let's yeah. talk about the competition he'd have to even be playing in saudi arabia there's no one that like, who is even playing? Like, I mean, the reason that this is kind of trending, though, or that this is, this is big, is because you have, like, the big free agents. Like, um, Lionel Messi's in Miami. He had, like, like he had like six goals in, like, two no, games no, or something. Like, he's just... So, and he's not even playing the whole game. Don't quote me on the numbers, but he's going on. Not even playing the whole Some game. of these players are kind of, like, starting to get a gauge of value of life, and I think some of their free agent signings are starting to reflect that. You mm. know what I'm saying? Some players want to do what it takes to win, I think that, like, wherever Mbappe goes, he's going to be competitive. That team is going to be competitive. But this is the single biggest sports contract ever that I'm aware ever. of. Mm -hmm. He legitimately got, like, Floyd Money Mayweather's whole fight purse of his career for a one-year gig. And turned it down. And, you know, I think you're right, though. The geographic location and, and the Western societal values norms. And his, yeah, view, and his yeah. views. And I don't, life. They do I don't know that. Like, in college, I had a professor that she explained that um, her husband, who was also a professor at CSUP, got offered a job to teach full-time in Qatar. And, or Qatar. I'm, I think that's how they pronounce it. Mm. Um, really pronounced Qatar? I thought it was I, Qatar. I'm, not, I'm not sure. I just don't want to butcher it. That I kind of like Qatar more. But that being said, she said that the reason that the two of them didn't accept the job because he would have been making, like, his standalone salary there would have been more than theirs combined and then that double type vibes. Jesus. And she said she they didn't want to do it because he knew that if they go to that, that country, his wife could never go into public without having like a headdress being covered head to toe, no nothing exposed, mm. a male um That's such like, weird. You have crazy. to have a male so part weird. that like guide you or like a chaperone, if you will, everywhere legally. Mm. And That's he didn't weird. he didn't want to subject his wife to that life, regardless no. of the financial stability. His wife would get hit so, by not him. Like, it would be like some <laughs> dude. Like, so yeah, if, bro, if they're crazy that, out there. That lended itself to me, me to the idea that these um, Western values are a big deal. Like, And on top of that, since soccer is not as big, like a, a valuable point as to why Messi went to Miami, um, let's face it, like Messi's one of the biggest athletes in the world, but in North America, he can go to Publix and no one, not no one, but like he can go unrecognized. That was a publicity stunt. That, whether Why the it's, fuck would he fucking go to public? The reason, my, but listen, true or untrue, like 
if we asked every person on the pod, like every single, not us, we're a little bit more aware, but if we asked like all of them and we're like, yo, bunch of random athletes, no names and ask them to match the names to the athletes. There's a possibility Me- Messi might not be that known in their no. zeitgeist. But if Messi moves to Pueblo, oh, you damn fucking well know everyone that's going to know Messi's Dude, face. people would literally, if, they would just be like, isn't that the guy that fucking <laughs> yeah, like, got the medal? Like, if they, if, if that's anyone, the guy that like, got the medal. Fucking, like, they would be like, yo. Yeah, if anyone moves to your city and they're famous as fuck, like, you're going to hear about it and you're going to look him He up. still can't go anywhere no matter what. Yeah, yeah but you know, no matter I think, where. I mean, not getting too carried away, I just think that, uh, these um, players, are, like there's the player empowerment era in sports that we're all kind of existing through, whether that be basketball, football, soccer, etc. I think that the value of winning and the value of comfortability are giant variables in free agent um, decision making. And especially when you have these, like, Mbappe doesn't have a family that I'm aware of that he's, like, accountable for. He's young. But Dude, he's, he's young. He's the number one. He's the face of soccer on the planet, mm. like irrefutably, like one of the best. Like uh, Messi, if not, if Messi's not the goat. Fucking uh, Christian yeah. Ronaldo is considered like the other greatest of our lifetime. They're both. He's old. In, and he's in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so he's living it up. That would be the only competition for Mbappe in Saudi. I mean, he wouldn't. Mbappe's better. Like, let's oh, face it. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, being, but that, but, but, but that's still. All, that's all a money grab. This is all this is is a money grab. And Saudi has oil money that none of us have ever heard of. That that's why they're willing to just throw it at the wall and whatever hits hits. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like I mean, that's t- just a huge contract. Same that's thing with it, like AEW, AEW, Tony Khan, the Khan family. That's all Saudi Arabian money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. Like that's that's how the, a lot of the sports like greatness is being afforded, I suppose. But shout out Mbappe for doing what he thought was best for him and not just going and getting a bag. However, if you would have gone and got the bag, everyone would have been cool with that too. Like I, I mean, mm. look what Saudi Arabia did with uh, Fury and Ngannou. Like, yeah, money. So money. Um, like other than that, another big thing money wise that we should mention is Jalen Brown is now the single oh highest contract, single highest contract recipient in NBA history. He just signed an extension. I believe it was five years. Five years. Three hundred and seven million dollars. To put that's that into perspective, put that in perspective. Jokic has signed like a two hundred some million dollar extension. Curry's the first player in NBA history to sign two two hundred million dollar extensions. Um, Russ, when he originally was MVP, got like a two hundred dollar or two hundred million dollar extension. James Harden got an extension that equivalented to over that. This is the first over three hundred million dollar player it's we've ever seen. One. This, I think in across all sports, right? I don't. I, I don't know. I just know in NBA history, yeah. this is the biggest co- single contract. I want to say there ain't a so, three hundred million dollar contract in the NFL. There's, the question is: is does he deserve it? Now I say no. But that being said, the, the reason but, he got yeah. that bag is because it's. Did next, I say three hundred? How much did I say? I don't remember. But like it's three hundred. It's next. It's three hundred seven. Oh my god! It's, that, crazy. That, I, next, it's so much that I thought me saying three hundred was too much. So he I made, was like, "Did I wait?" He made like NBA second, so crazy. second team last year, I believe, which made him then eligible for a supermax with the Celtics. And if he would have gone to any other team via free agency, he would only have been able for the max because of the way that like the rules of the NBA and stuff like that. So his money move was to stay with the Celtics. But the question was. What do the Celtics want to do future-wise? Because the Celtics <laughs> they want to give him all their money. They don't want to lose him, but at the same time, you just gave him so everything much money. You gave him everything. Other than like Jokic and Curry, I think the only dudes who've gotten those like there's some others that I'm probably not thinking of right now. But the only dudes who are getting two hundred plus million dollar contracts who haven't immediately became shadows of themselves, I just named. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Jokic looked at Jalen and was like, "Hey, <laughs> three hundred? How do you how come Jok- you got three hundred? Huh? Jalen Brown is." 
That's so crazy. Questionably in the NBA top 15. Questionably. Meaning you could argue he's not. Jokic is undoubtedly top two. Yeah, that's oh, what's yeah. crazy, bro. Like, how are they Curry giving is, him that much? Curry undoubtedly top three. You know what I'm saying? Um, Giannis undoubtedly top two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Luka like, top five. I, when I um, seen Jalen... Joel Embiid mm. top five. The reason I mention those is because Jalen Brown's making more than all of them. When I seen his name next to that number, I was like, what? He was bound to was get like, the bag why? because he's as lame as this sounds. Jason Tatum can never step up in the, the big moments. He'll, yeah, you're right. He's you're a right. every other game type of player. He's like on the greatest dude in the NBA. Has a great like 52 point game. Next game, he's like 17 points on like 32 percent shooting. It's like, bro, where are you? Like, what? Jalen Brown was consistent. He was very consistent. But it, is mm. he biggest contract ever consistent? I don't think so. No, I don't think and so. And then on either. top of that, okay, I got to bring this up while we're on the topic of biggest contracts good, ever. Because again, the trend is next man up gets the biggest bag. No matter how good he is, that's just going to be the trend. We got to get used to it and stop pretending like this is a valuation of how good they are. But um, there's a current rumor slash expectation that the first um, $400 million contract, for, we just got a three, never had that before. We're already talking about four, is going to go to um, CBS predicts Shea Gilgis Alexander. Who's really young? What? Plays for OKC. He's good. He's undoubtedly the best dude on that team. The only like that team squeezes into the playoffs every year somehow. For the most part, it's not like literally every year, but most years they're a young team, got a, like a young core. He's good. He's good, and the NBA is going to pay him if he goes elsewhere. So if Jalen Brown got a bag, I could see him getting a bag with the um, the notion of how young he is. I don't think a three hundred and seven million bag or four hundred. I don't I'll think any of them deserve this. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I don't think none of them deserve this. Is just they don't a, deserve shit. This is, <laughs> this is just a reflection of the, the league, and the money is forever increasing because, like, the market's increasing. So, the, like, again, next man up gets paid. We can debate all Inflation. we want. No, we, like, Milk's $20 a gallon. We can debate all we want. Like, I have another um, contract that I was going to bring up. Um, I'm going to stay to NBA for now. We'll get to those. But there's an NFL contract, the new highest-paid NFL player of all time. We can ask if we think he deserves that contract. I think – he deserves because he's a quarterback, but we'll get to that. But while we're on um, the NBA, another thing that was important, I don't know if you guys saw this. It's not necessarily NBA, but basketball news. Um, LeBron's son, Bronny, oh, yeah. was hospitalized. Oh, my God, and yes. He, he was practicing with um, USC or UCLA. I think it's USC. He was hospitalized with cardiac arrest. And so so an 18-year-old and having a heart he's, attack. He's probably, he's, he might be like 19 by now. But the point being, that kid is – undoubtedly in better shape than all of us yeah. going into cardiac what is I can't be that they worked him into cardiac arrest I refuse to I, all these that. conspiracy theorists are saying it's the uh, the, the old yeah I mean I wasn't going to say it because there goes the no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know but yeah that's what they're saying it's saying that the vaccine but I don't I don't know bro like there's so many like random things that could just go wrong with your body like mm. there's a lot of variables you, you can't just boil it down I mean that. what's his um, Shaquille O'Neal's son Sharif O'Neal had to have open heart surgery and missed like an entire season at LSU Jesus and he's, yeah. again, same vibes, young as can be. That's so crazy. Do you think it's just they're going too fucking hard? Yeah, part of, well, that's you, you part of it. You have a natural, like, body fat and, like, weight, too. You can't just all be, like, and I mean, they have good out all the time and shit. They have to have good doctors and, like, sports medicine um, people around them. But I think what it is is, like, their parents' their parents' version of going in and practicing was, like, they would go hit the Y or go, like, you know what I'm saying, play pickup ball outside and stuff like that, their parents weren't hitting the oxygen mask on the treadmill when they were, like, 13 years old. Yeah, like, I guarantee you Bronny has been doing. Bronny has probably had the workout regiment that his dad has had mm-hmm. since his doctor gave him the green light to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a lot different. So that being said, his regiment is probably on a level that is not necessarily 
suggested and for then, younger and then people. Add, and pussy. And add add pussy, add no sleep, and add partying on top of all oh, yeah, of that be, with being... with college classes. Yeah, you're having a heart oh, attack. Oh, yeah, he's not sleeping much. <laughs> you're having a heart attack, He's not man. sleeping much. Damn, that's so crazy. It's just tough. I mean, obviously, he's home now. He's resting. He's recovering. But like A heart attack isn't even all that. A heart attack is like... Cardiac um, arrest isn't necessarily... Yeah, cardiac arrest is like... Your heart is having like... Uh, episode but it doesn't the heart attack is your heart stops yeah you have like you have yeah. like a blockage in your fucking three arteries and like that can definitely cause it yeah yeah it's still an episode that can lead to death very easily and to see it in a young man who's not even old enough to buy alcohol yet is like terrifying mm. it's crazy it's crazy i just pray that they get him the medical help that he needs and i also hope that he recovers from this whether or not basketball is or is not in his life he's going to be financially okay I just want him to be like physically okay. Yeah, you know what fuck. I'm saying. Nah, fuck that. Damn, that shit's tough. Um, <laughs> he says that shit's <laughs> tough. No, honestly, now Chauncey. Oh fuck. Heart attack at 18 years old. Mm. Cardiac arrest. Cardiac arrest. Yes. I don't think there's a difference. Anyway, I kind of agree with you. Yeah. So, like you were saying, you think uh, you think he deserved it. LeBron's son. If you're LeBron's son, right? Am I getting yes. that? If he deserved it? You think he deserved it? I'm going to go with the answer, no. <laughs> but, we, you we know just, what I mean? I like that yeah, answer. Yeah, we just yeah. find out that LeBron has just been like, this is going to be a, a hilarious conspiracy take, so let me put my tinfoil hat on for one second. Oh, jeez. Dave is going to go crazy. LeBron's just like, he just like dropped all of his kids of adrenochrome for all those years. Mm. <laughs> and that's why he was able to play <laughs> for 20 fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> He's just drinking bone marrow of his kids. Nah, jeez. That's how his fucking hairline came back. Yeah, there's no <laughs> correlation between adrenochrome and your fucking Danny DeVito hairline. <laughs> nah. That's a funny take. That's hilarious. Just a hot take. Good point. Um, it is a good point, so, dude. <laughs> transitioning from away from basketball. That's hilarious. Uh, there's some NFL news. So I was hinting at it before. Saquon. So, before we even get to that. Justin Herbert just signed the biggest single contract in um, NFL history. Really? I did not, not see that. So he signed a $262.5 million extension. Jesus. It's um, So in total, it's seven years, $296.2 million is his current contract through 2092. And if That's I'm not... That's crazy. I'm trying to look at the breakdown. So his base... That is, I mean, he, do you think he deserves it, first off? He's he's the next quarterback. Up. Yeah, 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 I would he's, agree. That would agree. position will forever be the most paid. It used to be that rookie quarterbacks back when that was they didn't have a cap on the rookie contracts. Like Sam Bradford, when he came into the league in St. Louis, was the highest paid quarterback in the league. That used to be the trend. That's so weird. So they kind of ex that. Now we're in this position. So, but he, he's he, um, he has the most receiving yards in NFL history in the first three years of. Uh, of a career. It's impressive. You don't know the only reason that Mahomes doesn't have it is because Mahomes sat on the fucking bench a year behind Alex Smith. You see how he said it? Yeah, because I don't <laughs> want to. See how he said that. Because if you compare Mahomes' first three years starting to Herbert's three years starting, you have an MVP, a Super Bowl, and way more yards. Why do your eyes perk up when you bring up Patty Mahomes, dude? Because that's my guy. Oh. <laughs> but no, he's, and he's making more money than him. So you gotta like gotta look at it like that that's so much money dude gotta for a young kid like that that's so crazy but if okay so the way it works is um his base salary breakdown um i'm trying to look at the cap hit he has a really crazy cap hit on like one of the years dun, dun, dun. so his 2023 um base salary is gonna be like like a million and then he's gonna have a, a mean signing bonus but the cap hit <clears throat> for 
forgive me, this is a lot of numbers. The cap hit is going to be about like eight million, and then the year after that, the cap hit is going to be twenty million, just shy. Cap hit after that's going to be thirty-seven million, so that's relative to what Mahomes' cap hit is going to be hovering around. Josh Allen's um, cap hit's going to be hovering around, and then he has a forty-six million dollar year, a fifty-eight million dollar year, and then he has a seventy-one million dollar cap hit in twenty twenty-eight. Which, let's face it, they're going to renegotiate far before then because they're going to bank on him regressing a little bit. Damn, but. This is the biggest contract at the moment that I'm aware of. It's like him and Lamar, like the two highest paid now. Jalen Hurts right behind him. Um, this is yeah. this is interesting, but I he's done nothing. <laughs> he's won nothing. no playoff games. He, he hasn't he, won a playoff he's game. He's blown a 27-point lead in a playoff game. He did. And now he's the most paid guy in is football. Is that all his fault, though? I mean, the defense is a lot to talk the, about that, it's that a, blowout of Multiple the variables, league. but I would like to believe that a quarterback can game manage when you're up 27. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. At halftime. Yeah. It's, it's definitely your fault, too, dude. Yeah, it's definitely your fault, too. Bro, 27 points, you should be able to, like, run the clock, like, late snap count, fucking run it a lot. Like, come on, turn into Alex Smith. You need to be Alex Smith for, like, a half hour. This guy is... Stop. Why do you need why did he need to be a fucking Casey well-known quarterback? Cuz Alex Smith you is fucking Alex Smith fuck. is You could have said anyone Alex else Smith but another a, Kansas City Chiefs. Alex Smith was a ceiling game managing quarterback. This is known. Oh, my bad. Ceiling. There's plenty of other ones too. Like I don't know Tom Brady. See, Tom Brady wasn't just a game manager. He was an offensive coordinator in his own mind. I thought he was straight. All right. Yeah, uh, let's see. <laughs> Really nice guy in the locker room. He deserves that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I like your input. So <laughs> fucking, you know. he probably was though. Really. Yeah, he's like, so now, really. So Justin Herbert just got paid, and everyone yeah, assumes any day now that news is going to break and that Joe Burrow is going to be the highest paid um, player. But he's going to get some. But some. Joe Burrow has a calf some. strain that he sustained yesterday, and he's going to miss oh, several weeks reportedly. You ain't getting paid as much. Well, it's just there gonna to postpone the contract negotiations. He's oh, still okay. gonna get sense. paid. They're just gonna say now that like you missed a year because you got your ACL torn because your O line didn't exist. You had a paper mache O line, and that's why you got hurt and you get so tackled. Yeah. So you missed a year from that, and then now this they're gonna Saquon? they might try to oh. throw it in his face that he's injury prone. They might. I doubt it because it's Joe Burrow. He's the most. I think he's the number two quarterback in football. Like I genuinely believe that. Mm-hmm. Like behind Mahomes, of course. Well, that's undoubtable. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of undoubtable right now. But um, I wanted to mention that he got hurt out in several weeks, so he's reportedly going to be right on track for like the be- beginning of the season. But we got preseason in like two weeks. You know what I'm saying? We I think we're three Sundays away. We're either three or four, if I'm not mistaken. I think we're three Sundays away from football being back. Damn, really? Three, Chauncey. It's only three. It's only 21 sleeps. You, you just see <sighs> Dave getting up every morning and just crosses off a Sunday. <laughs> it just steps back and just stares at and it. I stare at my it's jersey. Stare at my jersey. I'm like, oh, like, just no. pours coffee um, into his Kansas City coffee mug. I wanted. To, I just wanted to mention <laughs> that, that uh, homie got hurt. Another footnote, a couple of football footnotes while we're on the topic. Things that were trending that happened. Um, it is currently Saquon. Uh, well, that too. Saquon just got a little contract. I think it was like a ten million dollar deal. With who? The Giants. Okay, they just stay with the Giants. Okay. So, if those who aren't aware that NFL running back position is going through like a renaissance of realizing that they ain't going to get paid, probably they're like the least paid now. They are super duper least paid. Now, they have short fuses on their like windows of opportunity. And let's face it, without sounding mean, they're probably one of the most replaceable positions. Because they're shelf life. You're not going to get a Saquon 
very like very often. You're not going to get an Adrian Peterson very often. Those are generational talents right there. But you do get like um, I can't re- like I can't remember his name, but he plays. He's like Al Jazeera or something like that. He plays for um, plays for the Falcons. He was like a six round draft pick. He would have had a thousand yards if he played 17 games. Isaiah Pacheco, sixth or seventh round draft pick, had like over, just shy of a thousand yards from scrimmage. Like these are guys that you can take, give them very little money, like five hundred thousand dollars a year, and they're gonna get you a relative ballpark to what the same guy that wants ten million a year is gonna get. So, so crazy. Can you see how that market landscape yeah. is kind of fucked? Yeah, they. F- so that's fucked. the reason that that hurts running backs is because running backs, if you're like a Pop Warner parent where your kid is playing football now, and the running back is typically reserved for one of the most athletic kids on the field, that's why people end up playing that at a young age. And then you're running back. And it's all, let's get, not get it twisted. It's probably the funnest. Oh no. Like, oh no. The funnest is quarterback. Dude, when you break away that feeling, come dude, on, dude. Well, the reason I say it is because you're getting wear and tear no matter what. I mean, yeah. Okay. Back. Yeah. But you're your right, body, right, your right, growth right, spurt right. happens eventually and your frame will determine what you're eligible for. You play running back as a young kid. Cause you're super athletic. Like Jason Kelsey fun. played running back in pop Warner. He definitely so he's a center now. The reason I bring that up is if you're a parent of Pop Warner, you're gonna want to groom the athletic nature of your kid to never play running back. Why would I be like, no, don't put my kid at running back? Why? Like, I, I don't want him to be get taxed. Yeah. I don't want him to be good at it. Like, what do you mean? Like, if he's good at it, he's gonna be a victim of his own success. I want him to go throw the football and go make forty million a year. I don't want him to make ten. Like, or be or be there's gigantic but and make even again, more. Again, if you're a kid who wants to go on to college O-line. on a on a scholarship for free, you're gonna sit in front of that athletic whoever and s- accept the scholarship they give you. If you show up to play quarterback and they're like, "Too bad, I don't need a quarterback." Full ride, full back. What's up? You're probably gonna be like, "Sounds good, bud." Like you want that free education or you want that free experience. You know, you want a stepping stone. So running backs are forever not gonna get paid like they used to. Like forever replaceable. Bitch. It's like okay, so like it's currently reported that the the expectation for the highest paid running back for next season is going to be the rookie drafted um, Bijan Robinson. So that like if you're a running back in the league who's got years on the belt, you've proven yourself, you know like you can Kamara. do you can do a thousand yards, and you're like this kid has not played one snap Kamara. in pads outside of college, and he's making more than me. That's go- you can't tell me that's not going to like kill your yeah your that work would ethic. kill the vibe. <laughs> you you got to hope that these running backs just are so mentally like 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 titans you know what i'm saying who are just down to participate but are okay with the fact that there's guys who work less hard than them who make substantially more just and they're a very significant role like you can't undershy like a running back position halfback position like that if you have no running game and you throw it like it's easy for defenses to try to scheme against so you create like a dynamic so there's a couple of running backs like josh jacobs Dalvin Cook, um, Saquon was kind of one of them. I can't think of the other one who are all like assumed free agents without who currently don't have a home who are all kind of like, what the hell? So the NFL needs to address the running back position. Like one thing they need to do, I was talking to Josh, shout out Josh. He was referencing this, that they need to take the, um, when you draft someone, you get them for four years and then you can franchise tag them. So you really got them for five. If you draft them in the first round, you got them for uh, four with a uh, fifth-year player option, and then you could franchise tag them, so you can have them for six. And when you have them for those that rookie money and that player option, you're getting away with paying them a lot less. The time it takes to get to that second contract, every position wants to get to that second contract. That's why we're talking about this in multiple sports. You know what I'm saying? That's when you get the bag if you deserve it. Um, running backs is a position that's got a short lifespan. And then, like, okay, great example, Isaiah Pacheco. He's an older back. He played longer years in college because he needed it. He's gonna. I think he's like 24 right now. 
By the time he touches the second contract, he's 28 years old. Who's paying a 28-year-old running back big money? No one. Absolutely no one. They're like, you have two years until you're pretty much exiled, guy, unless you can prove you're versatile so crazy. and can catch passes like a Jerick McKinnon. Jerick McKinnon revamped his career because he became a wide receiver, basically. The only guys who a running gonna, right, the, wide receiver. The only guy. guys who are going to be paid moving forward are going to be the Christian McCaffreys. Like, Derrick Henry is a unicorn because he's an old-school, like, nose-to-the-grit back who, goes. who will run through you. That is not going to be getting paid moving forward. It just... It's terrible to see because it's unfair. But at the same time, if the NFL could address this, shorten just the running back rookie contract time length, get them to their second contract faster, you're, you're way more likely to pay a 1,000-yard third-year rusher who's twenty like between 24 and 26 than you are who's 27 and 29. Mm. Like, th- this isn't rocket science. And you're not even asking them to pay more money. You could even do separate caps for positions. I believe they might have that. They typically just have the team cap. I'm not saying that you need to give them more money because where's it going to come from? It has to come from somewhere. And if it doesn't come from any organic place, it affects the bottom line. And then we end up as fans paying more for our tickets and stuff like that. So, um, I don't know. This was, it was an interesting topic that I wanted to mention. No, you, no, I like that you went off on that. Like you fucking went in. It just sucks. Like if you, again, if you're a parent and you want your kid to play, um, football for the rest of their life, because you think that's their sport of choice. You're going to do You're everything. You're a terrible parent if you want your child to play football. I don't think Damn. so. Fuck yeah, you are. I agree at this that point, it, with all the science behind it, with all the fucking documentaries, Aaron Hernandez listen, shit, like we're, we're going to talk about listen, in a second. It, I agree that there is a lot of cons, and it comes with a lot of collision and damage in life. Like It has hardship, but if you quote someone like Shannon Sharp, who came from a house that he, it was like a two-bedroom house that he lived with like six people and shared a bed with like four of them at once, he explained he didn't have running water in his house. If it wasn't for the mechanism of football, that granted him an education. And that not only did that give him an education, that gave him a career, which allowed him to make millions of dollars and then eventually, hold on, eventually blossomed into his um, analyst career and everything without that. If it wasn't for the mechanism of football that the parents allowed him to play, he had no enterprise that was but going to But what's pushing him? His parents or his poverty? His poverty sounds like what's pushing him. Both, because... but he also had to work to live. Like, they had to, they had to, like hunt food to eat it for the most but in texas that's football culture there's white successful fucking families that just are pushing their kids to play football little league is like stupid like, i i agree that, out i agree that the there is a toxic edge to the culture where there's kids who are never gonna grow up to be professionals but on for every kid that's never gonna grow up to be a professional there's that one kid who's legitimately like bumming a ride with another parent who has no financial hope and sports is a great mechanism for a lot of young like men and women to establish financial hope but and we're talking freedom. About different I'm talking about parents pushing. You're talking about finances pushing them. Yeah, if, I, if you're if throwing a ball is what's going to get you fucking to like have running water. Yeah, obviously you throw the ball around. But like, if throwing the ball is what like just what your parents are pushing you to do with no with no thought of well, yeah. your life and your brain d- development and your fucking I, happiness in your future, that's, that's kind of fucked. But what if football is their happiness in future? You know, there's those kids too. That's true. Yeah, there's different stuff. Because like different the parents kids. push and then they they're like fuck yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. I've just I've. But I, I agree. Like I have plenty of good. friends who've come but, from a poverty place, and like his like I without saying names like one of my best friends in college like he he was like a high school like football stud. He didn't end up trans. Stud. It didn't translate to college because he had a bunch of injuries. But the point was, is it, he was drilled at a young age to like constantly work on his football. Whoa. His face when he said drilled. I just, I just well, <laughs> he's all stud. But he was, he was told all throughout his childhood because 
his parents didn't come from money and didn't have a lot of money and like definitely not enough to afford college and they were like telling him like this is what's going to get you a scholarship this is what's going to allow you to yeah. be somebody the sandra bullock movie dude fucking so well i'm just saying like they were they still had a roof over their head clothes on their back and like were like very well fed it was just they weren't going to like like what was the expectation for education for them would have been such a lower ceiling had they not used the mechanism of sports and taken advantage of the opportunities that came with it so that's why like like it's it's i will agree it's a very shallow like the key to giving your kid a good life is to be prepared to give them a good life but if you can't it's not a shame to like have them take steps that you didn't and my thing is football ain't going nowhere they're no. gonna change it. These kids are gonna. They're gonna change playing. the role. And like I do said, this and that. But we're not gonna lose running backs. Running backs aren't gonna switch positions to receive. They're, you're a running back because that's what you're good at, and that's how tall you are. They and choose to do that. You know what I'm saying? Most running backs have a frame and size, and like if you were taller, you'd be a receiver. If you were taller, you'd be a DB. Like you are typically categorized by your body type, and that's kind of where you you lie. So, all I'm sorry, homies, but if you're like five foot ten and you weigh like two ten, two thirty, you probably don't have much hope outside of the running back position. Yeah, and these homies know what they're and going they, in, and into. you still want to participate. You want to be a part of the team. You want to win. So people are going to be equally as motivated. It's just the parents who, like you were saying, that you were pushing back against, who have that that wherewithal and that know how to be like, okay, so like a dad. Let's say like when um, Ed McCaffrey was bringing Christian McCaffrey up. Ed McCaffrey and Christian McCaffrey did not play anywhere near the same position. You know what I'm saying? You got like a wide receiver, and then you have uh, just a pure running back who catches a lot. He's a receiving running back. But like you would, you think Ed wanted um, Christian to play um, running back, or do you think that they kind of realized they tempt the room? They're like, oh, he's a little bit shorter. He's very stocky. His his um, career as wide receiver would have been like a Danny Woodhead, which still dog. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. He would still if Christian McCaffrey played wide receiver, he would still be really good and competent. He wouldn't be where he's at but now. But he played where he succeeded. Yeah. So that's that'll never change. The yeah. question is what what degree of like running back like motivation is going to subside you know like yeah. you want to win but you also know that the, it's, you're you're kind of getting fucked <laughs> yeah um, i mean all those football players know what they're getting into they all sign up for it. it's kind of i kind of view it as like a fighter like a fighter knows oh yeah you he's like get... i'm might die here but yeah, they, they choose they signed up they chose to do it they're willing to take the money for it so it's like if they wanted if they want to do that shit then yes but i agree with you if there's a kid that like they're just getting pushed by their parents like that's like no like you're gonna be the greatest because you're gigantic as a kid da 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 the reasons and the kids like I fucking hate football mm-hmm. like then yeah that's fucked but if there, there's a kid out there that's like I want to be the next Marshawn Lynch he's like and that's what I want to do and I'm gonna do it and I don't care about the then it's like okay I think either or both of those sides they should both be knowledgeable of what happens like after a long time you're gonna end up experiencing that. I think for both sides, though, like, if it's the supportive parent or the one that's pushing or even mm-hmm. the kid that wants to do it passionately, they should both know, like, the results of what could happen. Now, Not um, even just Fry's. When, like, oh, Shannon Sharp is obviously a very rare gem of a person. You can't have the expectation that you will become the next Shannon Sharp, whether mm-hmm. that be on the field or off the field. That's mm-hmm. a one in, but like, yeah. he's, yeah, a, he's a, a very rare one. human. But when he's been interviewed and they asked him, because they've interviewed him asked, and said, like, what – you made so much time sacrifices from your away from your family, away from your kids, life experiences at the expense of um, practicing and staying in shape for football. And, and they said, do you have any regrets? And you, your body's like you have d- both hips have been replaced. I think yep. he has a knee replacement. And they've mm-hmm. asked him, do you have any regrets? And he, his exact quote is just like, I have zero regrets. And if you ask my family if I regret the decisions I made, I would tell them I would do it again in a heartbeat. Because if not, like he basically said, like my great grandkids are fine. They don't got to work a day. And obviously they're going to, but he was explaining like 
he has such a generational wealth that his family tree has never seen from the sacrifices that he made that he said he would do everything again the exact same. Facts. Now, again, you Very can't different. have the expectation that you will be Shannon Sharp. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's like a one so, of one. That is when so, you have poverty driving you, bro, there's no, there's no other, like, nothing else drives you. Like, am I going to fucking eat today? Yeah, facts. Like, there's Absolutely. no other yeah, thing. Like, like, Sleeping in dirt and exactly. shit. Exactly. Like, there's nothing mm. that's going to put a fire under your ass. Other than, but like, like, let's say, what am I going to do I, for life? I agree, but let's say he has a day where he's not feeling it, and one of his parents were to go out there, and, like, he was, like, slacking on some type of drill that he was doing electively at home, and he's just kind of, like, just not in the mood to to try it, and his parent would it be wrong for his parents to go out there and grill him? Like, no, you gotta, you're going to throw this fucking football another 900 times today to hit your 1,000 tosses, or you're not coming in. Are they wrong, or are they, yes. are they like, kind of pushing them you know what i'm saying because i think it goes both ways it's it's abusive and it always that is abusive but every person i know that says if like all my friends whose dads were their coach on some type of team or another have explained that when the coach hat comes on he is not my dad anymore it's not that he's no longer the the guy who produced me it's you can't be a dad to your like you got to treat the son like if anything you got to treat your athletic kin worse than everybody to prove that they're not special and I've seen that demonstrated mm. many times yeah. over. So, like, all my, like, friends' dads who were coaches, the dynamic changes once that ball cap comes on. Mm. And yeah. so that – parents have to put multiple caps on all day. You know That's what I'm crazy. saying? Um, while we're still on football, kind of lighter note, not bad. Um, breaking – two quick breaking news. There's just tidbits. Um, the uh, CU Buffs have been approved to go back to the Pac-12. Nice. Big Sorry, 12. Big 12. From the Pac-12 to the From Big 12. The Pac- yeah, Big 12. From Pac-12. Wow. Which, is, which I, the Pac-12 is – is dying. Yeah, I mean, like, we what, would like have slaughtered the Pac-12, I think. What? What teams are they? Like, Sooners? No, you didn't. You guys were still bad in the Pac-12. Oh, really? Yeah. So we're going to do even shittier in the Big 12? You'll do better in the Big 12 because you'll have – um, it'll be better matchup. I thought, back, I thought Pac-12 was worse. What? What? I thought – no, Big 12 is like the fucking top fucking colleges in the nation. Yeah. No, SEC. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that yeah, yeah, yeah. SEC by not – it's not even close. There's so many fucking college is – fucking crazy yeah there is there's a lot and then there's the acc that's yeah, where like clemson so plays players. clemson's like the biggest one coming out of them but no it's just cool they're going back um colorado will get they way, were in it colorado will get way funner matchups to go see in person some of the old rivalries will come back big matchups that's gonna be cool. it's, i mean it's just making do i think whole... they do they think their their plus minus on wins changes much no colorado might win fucking they're they're over under according to las vegas i think it's three and a half wins next season it's a new, I mean, new, completely new, new head coach. The new fucking team. quarterback is his son, and he made that whole speech about how no one's position is assumed. No, like you were the starter last year, don't mean you're the starter this year. But my son is starting at quarterback. Just saying. So a lot of people aren't cool with that, but it's still it's going to be great for I mean, CU money wise because asses and seats. The spring game went from like a thousand participants to sold out. Like, yeah, like this that. is huge. It's um, gigantic. This, it's this will be good. Life changing. Ultimately, this is a good thing. Now the. The Pac-12 is crumbling. We're we're on the verge of having like two super conferences, basically like twenty team super conferences because the SEC is expanding. Um, something like other schools need to leave. Like Mizzou, honestly, I wouldn't mind if Mizzou went back to the Big Twelve because Mizzou does not belong in the SEC, bro. We keep getting our asses whooped. You keep getting fucked up. It, we had two good years. We had two really good years. We were in the SEC championship game both years against one year against Auburn, one year against Alabama, and they were saying back then because there wasn't the playoffs, it was just. Before the playoffs is the top four seeds. Before it was the one versus the two seed, and that's the national championship game. No matter who wins, whatever. And they were saying then Mizzou could have won both of those SEC championship games, including Alabama, and we wouldn't have gotten the one seed. So Sheesh. that's that's how eh, our odds were. So, but that being said, 
that's pretty cool. And then the other thing is um the Washington Commanders sale got approved. No, uh, Chauncey's just all like into the like into nothing. He's he's just like looking at nothing. <laughs> so uh, the, what about Commanders? the Washington um, football team turned Washington Commanders, formerly the Redskins. They were trying to sell that team for like a short minute. And an investment group that's um, um, partially headed by Magic Johnson has the approved bid. So chances are not only are they going to sell, probably going to change names again. Because who the commanders, dog? It yeah, like change a, the sound like name. a CFL or change like the you sound like name. a Division Two hockey team. Like, come on now, the Washington Survivors, because mm. they have AIDS. Oh, Whoa, Magic Johnson. I mean, we'll just. <laughs> The Washington Red. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it didn't go. The Washington Red, Red Ribbons. But, uh, Red Ribbons? <laughs> other than that... Here, I got you, Dave. Wait, let's talk about Aaron Hernandez. Oh, wait, you guys want to oh, talk about fuck. Aaron Hernandez? But we also got to wrap this up before, like, at, like, 6.40. Okay. Okay. We'll jet through... I mean, we have... we have. Yeah, that's good enough. We that's could, a lot of time. Yeah, we'll jet through that's the MMA talk. Um, I think... I mean, for those who don't know... Wait, so did Aaron Hernandez's brother play football, too? I just wanted to ask probably, him before we get into this. Does probably, anybody know that? Are you trying to uh, sign or assess whether or not he does just, or does not have CTE? Yeah, uh, yeah. He I'm was like, the one in the Aaron Hernandez documentary, if I am remembering correctly. Um, he was the one that was living at his house, right? And no and he fucking was it's with him? It's been a while since I've seen it. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure he lived at his house, if I'm, if I'm remembering. I didn't even watch that doc. No, it was I crazy, I watched bro. it. It was gnarly. He got caught by his own security cameras. Damn. The police confiscated his own security camera. Mm. Damn. That's crazy. I didn't know that. That's crazy. But, um. But, all right. So, his brother. His brother got arrested for conspiring to um, shoot up school or schools. It's crazy. Did you hear a knock, too? Or was that thunder? thunder? I think it was thunder. thunder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did see that. Multiple schools, right? And yeah. it was one that he worked at or, or like, had connection to. That's crazy. Or so, like went. whether or not he played football, which could lend itself to the idea that he does have CTE, I'll I, it. I think that the environment that was, um, like, okay, let's just face it. Aaron Hernandez did not grow up in an environment that had zero involvement in who he became. You know what I'm saying? That His environment absolutely had a huge involvement. Apparently, yeah. his dad was mad abusive. That's what I heard. So, like, and they were like, he was one of those people who had to do sports whether he liked it or not. Now, fortunately, he ended up being a great tight end and had a very promising NFL career. But it sounds like he kind of entered into a territory because, like, he was on the that invincible ass Florida team with um, Tim Tebow, like one of the greatest college football teams ever. That was crazy. He was riding a high as a college athlete that I would say maybe a few in our lifetime have been a part of, like that great of an assemblance of teammates and one team that all went pro. So, like, let's face it, he didn't live a normal life, whether it be his dad's upbringing as well as once he actually got good at sports, he was just, like, thrusted into the limelight, kind of like a Johnny Menzel vibe. Now, he didn't have the same reaction. Johnny Menzel drank and did a bunch of pills. Aaron Hernandez was, like, killing people. <laughs> Draft day. And on top of that, there's a... <laughs> the way he said it. Well, there's also a hypothesis because, like, Aaron Hernandez had a... Uh, like a lover, like a gay lover in jail who like exposed it. Multiple after he died. gay lovers throughout yeah. his life. They exposed, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So according to the documentary, so um, since high school, there's. Like, I heard that that was a lie though. There, well, I don't know. I seem legit. His I'm boyfriend legit. was fucking explaining the shit out of their lovemaking. <laughs> <laughs> but bro, I think that it's a believable conspiracy that one of the reasons that he killed, like, um, I think it was like his girlfriend or ex girlfriend at the time, was that she was. I thought thre- he killed his friend. 
whoever he killed, there's a rumor that he threatened. They threatened to expose his sexual identity. No, that's exactly right, right there. Mm. Yeah, it, it was his friend that threatened to expose it, and so he fucking killed him. Yeah, Jesus, damn. And exactly. it was irrefutably exposed via prison. That's they, a way to stay there was, in the closet. No, they found like because in prison you your your communication is limited, and you basically have to pass notes and shit. And there was a multitude of notes written on both parties that was since exposed by his like prison lovers really whoa he was given he was given like let's just say he went into prison a tight end and came out a wide receiver Ooh. <laughs> this, guy is so, this guy this <laughs> guy it's crazy. been it's <laughs> been it's been great guys you know what i mean like it's been fucking awesome i've so, had a real good time but <laughs> this is the story with his brother God, apparently he's 37 and he got arrested um this is his quote we're taking lives if shit isn't paid up. It's been years in planning, just taking notes, names, and locations. So apparently, he was planning to go shoot up to school. And he pinned. went to college. Mm-hmm. He was he attended uh, Brown University and the University of oh, Connecticut. Jeez. Yeah. So um, what I was saying earlier about I their, heard he was going to shoot up ESPN too because that's where he used to work. Isn't that like hella like far away from each other? Like hella I don't fuck, even fucking know. Really? I heard so much shit about this. I don't even know what. Yeah, he's true. on a mission but, for real. Yeah, yeah damn. <laughs> I brought up Jesus. This um, man's a fucking mercenary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I brought up their upbringing because to assume that his brother wasn't subjected to the exact same behavior and to just like without football they probably had something in the water in that family you know yeah. what i mean hmm. like i feel I mean, like yeah it sounds like, like let's like say he never said let, molestation or what are you talking about <laughs> i'm not specifying because i don't know and i all i'm insinuating is that for the behavior that his brother ultimately committed to assume that any amount of that wasn't either learned or like some type of traumatic response behavior i think would be a lie so i think because of that like there's they weren't it doesn't sound like they were given a good life yeah you know like regardless of the circumstances that happened mm-hmm. and especially with the circumstances surrounding your brother no maybe he was privy to his brother's like sex identity as well as the fact that he's fuck killing people wasn't he aaron hernandez raped as a kid i'm pretty sure that was in the fucking documentary too molested or something i don't remember but yeah. that would that would make sense as to why because like you have a trauma response which echoes into like mm. a bunch of psychological problems as you got older and for his brother to have been subject to the same behavior because he's living there it's by proxy he's going to have a lot of the same uh, psychological problems and you're going to dissociate with society pretty fucking hard when your confidant was your emotionally dissociated cte brother who went to prison and ultimately killed himself so now you have a stigma to your entire name and family he can't live a normal life yeah so it's like and he never lived a normal life to begin with from the sound of it so i i assume that this is echoing trauma I mean, it's justify, the worst. It's the worst way to echo it. It, it doesn't justify a damn thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's. I don't care how many times like you were abused or anything that doesn't justify it. But I can say, as someone who's never been through said trauma, that I can't empathize because I don't know what that's like. You telling me you got that haircut and you ain't got trauma? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have college. <laughs> I had to. Was, he served me something good, and I had to spike it. I would assume God. a college like Brown <laughs> should have like top top security. It's like one of the top fucking universities in the country. I believe it's Ivy League. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to be popping fools if they're fucking <laughs> if they're pull out their own campus. That's True. crazy. I would assume so. Yeah. But I don't know. Crazy. It's crazy. It happened. I'm glad they stopped it though. So Jesus now, fucking Christ. Let's transition let's... to MMA. Oh, let me hit it. Let me hit it. Let me hit it. Where'd it go? Oh, hold on. Where now that door? Where that door? MMA. I got you. Now it's time to talk MMA. Hey. So, um, one little MMA footnote that I thought was funny that I think in the MMA headspace most people saw is 
Seems like um, Driscus Duplessis has sustained some type of foot injury in the timeline that they expected him to turn around and fight Izzy is not possible now. Mm, so now Izzy, it's Strickland. Izzy went out on his IG Live, and he, he was like, he called him, instead of Duplessis, he called him, uh, you want you remember what he called him? I don't remember. Duplessis. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So, I, mean, I thought that I, was funny. How did I not think of that? So, no, he geez. called him that, and he said, Sean Strickland, you're in. Or he goes, um, he said, Duplessis out, Strickland, you're, you're I don't next. know if you, and you know what I heard? So uh, Strickland recently came out uh, and responded to somebody on his Twitter. And they were asking him, they're like, what's good on that Izzy fight? And Strickland went out and said that the UFC isn't interested in that fight. I don't think they are either. Yeah. So I don't think Izzy and Strickland are going to fight, but I would not be surprised if they were just like, all right, fuck it. So that was a quick footnote. Um, That's crazy. Last weekend was UFC London. Let me pull that up. Let's only go over the main. I only had three notes from the entire car, four notes from the entire car. Go ahead and start with one of those. Um... The first note is this is notable. Okay, so um, first note is notable, guys. Yeah, free agent, free agent. <laughs> I just M- noticed you said that. Free agent, MMA fighter, um, Michael Venom Page sat front row. That is big. That's at O two, he's gonna sign with the UFC. I would be shocked if he didn't. But if he doesn't, I'm gonna he, be like, bro, what are you? I doing? could see him going to one FC because he could do his kickboxing shit or do the humor other bouts. I don't see him going no. to PFL because no. PFL is supposedly gonna buy Bellator anyway. I could see him resigning with Bellator. He's only lost twice in Bellator. He lost to Logan. He's going to UFC. He lost to Logan Storley in a controversial decision, and he lost to um, Douglas Lima when he got knocked the fuck out by that hammer fist. Huh? Really? But him being front row at O2, recent free agent, went on Ariel Hawani's podcast to talk about it. That is, please put him in the UFC. All the matchups, him versus Wonder Boy. Imagine, that would be fire. Obviously, you can't get him to fight in a week and signed and et cetera, negotiated, but... Him uh, was... What if they do, though, since since that shit fell through? Oh, that would be so cool. Well, that fight actually happens tomorrow, so... <laughs> Chauncey's just staring at the fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just hope he was all staring at me. I, I like, know. Oh, I, wa- I watched <laughs> him. I, like, noticed him, and then um, I started looking at you. Other... And I started looking at... It. No, I don't, dude, it doesn't matter. <laughs> other notes to be had from said UFC London card... Um. Paul Craig won. Bearju won. So let's run through that. Hold on. Let's run through it. So, Dave, all right. Let's start with this main. Davy Grant versus Daniel Marcos was the first fight. Decision. Marcos took that 15-0. Right after that, we had Leon Murphy winning a decision over Joshua Koulibau. Uh Then we had uh, Faris Ziam, actually uh, the underdog, take out Jay Herbert in a decision. And then, boom, we're on the Craig fight. Paul Craig coming in here. Second round. K-O-T-K-O yeah, over strikes. Andre Nunes. Strikes. Strikes. For Mr. Craig. He had, the, Craig. he had the biggest crowd pop of the night not named Tom Aspinall. Yeah, for sure. It wasn't even close. Shout out Paul Craig. Shout out the Bear Jew. Bear Jew getting it done at cool middleweight. Um, one thing that we skipped over that I think was a preliminary fight that was one of my notes is... Go ahead. Molly McCann loses again. Via submission. She, Dude, first of all, she is a... She, like, she will fight anybody, clearly. And the UFC is taking that and running with it. They're giving her all dog. She's become like a Donald Cerrone type. Like, oh, we're going to feed you just all the best. And, like, we know that you're either going to win or look good losing. So we're going to see what that looks like. And she's on, like, a three-fight skid. That wasn't even a prelim. That was, that was the co-main. Yeah, that shit hurt to see, bro. Fucking Molly McCann losing again. And the UFC is in a pickle now. What do you do? Right. She's losing consecutive fights. You can't keep giving her lower From the same thing, kind of, bro. She got crucifixed last time, and then she, this time she just got she's fucking She's a great dogged. brawler. She's a very competent brawler, and she comes with it. But I think she's two. Only... No, I didn't even make it two minutes in the first round. Her last two fights were just one first-round submission losses. Like, what it's do a tough you... time for Meatball. What do Molly you do? McCann. What do you do? 
I mean, just keep giving her uh, these unranked opponents and just see where it goes. I mean, she's 13-6. and six. That is not the best Three-fight losing streak? It's, I mean, three-fight losing streak, but, I mean, look at Julia Stoliarenko's uh uh, her record here. She's eleven and eight now. I like, mean, a lot of those women, was ten and eight. A lot of like, them are benefiting from the fact the that the best. UFC's not the not the the wittiest at attracting it's not female at talent. It's not deep at flyweight. Exactly, flyweight is not deep. But like, again, the UFC like there's there's been other fighters who've been cut for less losses. Yeah, three losses in a row, dude. You're like, right. You're right. One loss sometimes. Yeah. If there was a shitty fight, it's crazy. And but that, let's talk about Tommy Aspinall doing it. Looking f- like I mean, he made it look fucking easy. I so, mean, he made literally made Marcin Tybura look like a fucking amateur. Amateur, dude. He got him out there in one minute and thirteen seconds, first round. He was so snap and or snap fast I mean, with his punches. Yeah, bro. I mean, he's such a fast heavyweight. It's kind of hard to deal with. I get why he got him out of there so quick because so, you're fighting a fucking giant lightweight. Like, the, oh, somebody who moves like a lightweight, but they're fucking 250 pounds. So here's my prediction for the heavyweight division. That's um, what I say about Chauncey. <laughs> um, John Jones is fighting. <laughs> He's old. He moves. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, this fucking race video we're getting later, yeah. it's going to be fire. The way, body, the way Chauncey's body moves, it's like a snake. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Damn. But, um, snake. <laughs> It's like complete opposite. Well, all right. <laughs> it's like complete no, snake, opposite. Snake has hella body movement. Oh. oh. Anyway, Dave. So the thing about <laughs> the, the, my prediction for the heavyweight division is um, John Jones is going to fight in like I think November against Stipe. And a lot, of, Stipe. a lot of people have hinted that he's going to retire when he does. That would be so lame. That's the lamest it heavyweight is, comeback fucking ever. It is, but you wasted three years to get big and do two fights. But the UFC is going to give him like ten million dollars. It'll be yeah, his biggest right, payday right. ever. That's best, that's It'll be his biggest be, payday. Yeah. And it, right. think about it. He's fighting the greatest heavyweight ever, in yeah, my opinion. Right. That's that's him. It's going to beat him, dude. I, I agree. I, I think I don't, I don't see think Stipe's wrestling has is but, even near John. But, but hear me out. So this is what's going to. This is what I think is going to happen. John does that. John. Whether he wins or loses, or whether Stipe wins or loses, I predict the both of them retire that night. I wouldn't be sure. That would be pretty cool. So they retire. You don't have. You now have a vacant belt. You have that fucking murderer in what's his name, Sergey Sergei Pavlovich, Pavlovich, who's just who just destroyed Curtis Blade. I'm scared for Tom if he has to fight fucking Pavlovich. But, Dude, that'd be the only one but, where I'm like, oh no. But tell me a more enter- so tell scared. me a more entertaining vacant heavyweight belt. Yeah, fight. give me because that. Because let's be that. let's be honest, Cyril Gon has a fight coming up. <laughs> Sergey Spivak is in the talk too, though. I think that's who Cyril Gon's fighting. Oh yeah, it is Surreal Gon's uh, Spivak. And I don't think Surreal Gon deserves another title shot. I don't think so. Without either. he just keeps losing them. I don't him. think so either. Fuck Surreal. He Gon. got out wrestled by a blown out knee, Francis, and then John Jones. He gave John Jones the easiest fight of his entire UFC career. Mm. Undoubtedly, Surreal Gon. Like I don't want to see him fight for a title yet. That being said, um, I don't know. I think Tom Aspinall versus um, Sergey for the vacant belt isn't. Excuse me. Unless you do that card in Europe, you have to do that card. In, if you're if you're not stupid, you're gonna have a Russian versus a UK guy. You have to do it in Europe because that card ain't doing numbers in in Vegas. That card ain't doing numbers in California. That card ain't doing numbers in Miami. I'm sorry to break it to you. You do it in Europe at the O2. That bitch is gonna be rolling, bro. Mm. And you stack that fucking card, make it like two title fights. Because let's face it, heavyweight belt doesn't really do a draw. The John Jones one, I'm not even the most sure about how that draws. That's the same weekend that Francis fights. Like who? Do, I think it is. Who does the better numbers? Who knows? But moving on, I think that's gonna happen. I think the heavyweight division is gonna fast track Tom Aspinall. He's gonna get a number one contender fight or an interim belt fight next. I'm just calling it now. Um, 
his two fight skid is he said he's going to fight the winner of the Cyril Gon Spivak fight and then fight Jones. Don't think Jones. Don't think Jones is going to stick around. I'm sorry, but moving that. moving on, we have uh, three great combat cards this week. Um, one is just a boxing bout that we'll we'll brief on. The other one is a Bellator slash Ryzen event, which I was extremely enthusiastic and looking forward to. But the main event it was supposed to be AJ McKee versus Pitbull. Canceled. Yeah, AJ McKee has MRSA and um, MRSA's a bitch. Like staff's a bitch. That shit sucks. So it sucks to see that. My enthusiasm about that card went down so much when they lost. That. I mean, AJ's your undoubtedly he's, he, your favorite Bellator he's, fighter. He's undoubtedly Bellator's biggest draw. Yeah, Und- for sure. So instead, to try to save face. Um, you already have the older brother that was supposed to be fighting the older Pitbull brother was supposed to fight AJ, the little brother who just lost to Sergio Pettis a couple like months ago or a week ago. We talked about that. He somehow is stepping up on short notice to fight a Ryzen kickboxer who's like 16 and one or something. So that's cool. Yeah. I guess there's still some worthy fights on that card worth seeing. But like after that loss, I'm like, I'll, draw, I'm probably going to check you. out the, the results after the fact. It's kind of like a UFC prelim. But so the Bellator, Bellator Rising event that'll be going on. It's a two night event. Um, technically, it's what it is. Is they're gonna start the the card. The main card is gonna be just the main Bellator card, and then after that, it start it segments into the Rising card. And the reason that's important is Rising has, um, the the MMA rules where you can like kick on the head and stuff like that. Bellator does not. <laughs> Derek can't take. This. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky, Dave, what what are you talking about? Are you good over there? No, I keep. You just have aneurysm. I keep. What was that? <laughs> he keeps staring at you and fucking yeah, I know. dying. But um, Bellator, the Bellator event should be cool. Uh, if one thing that we're gonna focus on outside of the UFC 291 that we're gonna um, get into is we got to talk about Bud Crawford, Earl Spence Jr. Let's do it. This okay. So when we talked about um, Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis, I stand by my statement that that's the biggest boxing bout of the year. Because of notoriety. Ryan Garcia has a huge following. Tank Davis, I would argue, has top three following in boxing. Like, it's like, um, you got Canelo, Tyson Fury, and then I think it's Tank Davis. Like, I think in that rough order, as far as zeitgeist of boxers that are known. Yeah. Um, so that fight was the biggest one of the year because of the significance of the notoriety. This bout between Earl Spence and Bud Crawford, I would say, is the biggest boxing bout of the year in terms of significance of the moment. Both of these fighters are completely undefeated, just like the Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia. But I don't think I think Davis is in the same like ballpark as Earl and Crawford as far as like how good they are. I don't think Ryan was there yet, and that was his. Tr- this was when we were going to learn if he was there yet. So that being said, you're like Earl Spence is like a super like really edgy fighter. He's really good with his distance. He hasn't fought in a long time. Yeah, he had that car- That's the thing. He had, he had a he very had, bad car crash, surgery. Had that, almost like, died. His entire smile had to be replaced. Yeah. He lost all his teeth. Like it was bad. That's not So it it this, it worries me because so that, Terrence Crawford has been on a tear for a long time. But Terrence Crawford retired too. Remember when he went on Joe he? Rogan and he said he was retired? I don't remember that. When mm-hmm. was that? It was a hot minute ago and then they started offering him the fights he wanted. So. <laughs> and then he's like, "I'm back." Yeah, so the reason I mentioned that though is like I I think the money is favoring Terrence Crawford for sure. I think a lot of people, or Bud Crawford, whatever you want to call him, everyone thinks he's going to do it. But Earl Spence, I would argue, is his biggest opponent ever. Like, not in terms of um, money, in terms of actual competition. You got an undefeated fighter who's no one has found a recipe to beat. It's like, I think Earl is, I want to say 28-0, and Crawford's like 30-0 or something like that. Like, it's very comparable. And 
this is if we're going to talk about significant fighters and with respect to their prime you could argue this is the biggest fight prime wise and like moment wise of our lifetime see but is earl still in his prime after that we gotta we're gonna sit and see but hear me out the reason I say this and it's reference so this long. is because the biggest fight that you would say before this for the sake of notoriety and prime was um, Floyd Mayweather versus Canelo. Or not that, I'm sorry. Floyd Mayweather versus Manny Pacquiao. Floyd Mayweather and Pacquiao. That's different. They drug that fight out. Well, that's way more drug listen, out than this one. That's why I'm, I'm applauding this fight is what I'm saying. This is why, okay, I, that's I why okay. this fight is so significant to me. Point, yeah. And I'm championing the significance of this boxing. Or, like because, even, or even Canelo... Uh, Floyd. Well, yeah, that was that was also it, that was on the other side of the the field. That was Floyd. was that a knock? Did you guys hear a knock? I couldn't saw. Floyd was taking. I think I heard one. Well, he, well, they'll do it again. They'll do it again. Floyd was taking advantage of Canelo's youth and what he didn't know what he didn't know. So Floyd took advantage of Canelo being younger. On the interim of that, Floyd took advantage of Pacquiao once he was post prime. Like Pacquiao eventually got his ass rang by um, what's his name? Who's the guy who knocked him out in like the fourth round? Who? Manny Pacquiao. Oh, um... He beat Adrian Broner, and then... Is it Ortiz? No. Not Ortiz. Um, What the fuck is his name? Mexican guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of his name. I, his nickname was Rocky. Cesar Chavez. No, his nickname was Rocky. It's, it's it's like that, but here. I'm pretty sure his nickname was Rocky. <laughs> the point being is he waited till Manny Pacquiao had a lot of miles on his belt before he decided to make that fight happen. And that was the biggest money um, bout ever in the history of time. That's More money was exchanged in Pacquiao versus Floyd than any fight ever. The fight before that was Floyd um, versus... Uh, Juan Marquez. Yeah, I couldn't think of Juan his Marquez, name. Juan Marquez, that's what I said, fool. I was like... That is what, that's what I said. It's I like that, bro. Juan Marquez, fool. I fuck you. Juan Marquez fucking knocked his ass out. That's my cousin, I'm pretty he, he sure. He was the one who planked him. He turned him into a fucking solid block of wood. Yeah. But no, the, I bought that but shit. the reason I... I'm, <laughs> and I bought it and put it in my fucking body over. I just bring that up because... <laughs> in, our, in our lifetime, all these big prime, like, super fights that we've gotten the um, privilege of seeing all took place when one fighter was favorably in a, um, a position of power over the other, whether that had been financially or the state of their career. Yeah, Manny, was in America. Manny Pacquiao was old as shit when he old fought. Old as fuck. And then Canelo was young as shit. So it was yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, Floyd, he had... He, he cherry Floyd picked. is different because he had two different eras. But the reason I mention it is he cherry... And that's not... I, you should do that. He's, yeah, he's a billionaire. You, that's, that's how you do that. That's like, how you do that. But the, the reason I mention it is this is Terrence Crawford and this is Earl Spence Jr. not doing that. This is mm-hmm. them put. This is them. Be, each of them are risking their. Oh, and let's face it. If the way you got to look at it from a boxer is you fight your whole life to hope for a super fight, and then once you hit that super fight, like you go into the super fight thinking you're going to win, obviously, but you also go into it with the notion that this one fight is going to secure me more wealth than any fight for the rest of my career. This is everything I've worked towards. So win, lose, or draw on this fight, I'm winning because I'm making like ten, thirty, forty million dollars for. 36 minutes of my job mm-hmm. so i look i think both fighters have to like go in thinking like i'm gonna win but also have that in their no, like in their mind if i do lose this is my first l this is everything i've worked towards and I, who do you know who's made 40 million dollars to lose after 36 minutes of effort you gotta i agree with you on that but it's not just 36 minutes bro it's the full month there's a culmination there's of a, a lot of months everything that. has led to this moment yeah but the actual performance, your job performance, like like a lot firefighters train all the time. They train their ass. But they don't off. have to pay their trainers. Well, the, well, the reason I'm I'm referencing it is because your it's taxpayers your, do your performance <laughs> expectation is in a um, th- uh, you got three minute rounds, twelve rounds. That's thirty six minutes. Yeah, you're right. You got thirty six right. minutes to p- 
everything you've worked towards. That's to, and that's the thing it. that gets you the money, anyways. Like it's not but, like the practice gets you the money. But you can't tell me going into those super fights if to the loser, you can't tell me that that guy is like. Of course, he's devastated. He's not an undefeated fighter anymore. But that dude's gonna live a quality of life that he is he's earned. He or she mm. has earned. Damn, you know what? We did not state, bro. We switched seats for this one. We didn't yeah. say it at the at the top. I feel like I should have. Yeah, you're normally my, to my right. Yeah, you said bro. It to Chauncey first. Yeah, I did say it to Chauncey first. <laughs> That's why I'm glad there was someone here. Vibes. Um, I just wanted to get that off. I think not a lot of like this fight isn't getting enough um, talk just because it's on a really like fight centric weekend and boxing doesn't know how to market their shit clearly. Yeah. That's what UFC separates themselves. And speaking of UFC. We got UFC 291. Which, 291. This is a pretty insane card. It's should, really big. We're only going to um, stick to the prelims, not the early prelims. Early prelims is uh, Matthew Semmelsberger versus Uros Medic and Miranda Maverick versus someone that is not on the Google uh, thing. It, it's blank for I'm some reason. I'm going to pull up some. Uh, pull up the Audi Audis. The Audi 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 Audis. Um, so we're going to start with this first prelim fight. There was actually. Uh, a different fight with Mr. Jake Matthews. He's the first fight on the prelim. He's taking on Darius Flowers, but he was supposed to be taking on Miguel Baeza. Baeza out of that fight, now taking on Mr. Darius Flowers, 12-5. and five. And we got Mr. Jake Matthews sitting at 18-6 and six for the welterweight division. Um, I mean, I am I know Jake Matthews pretty well. The tail of the tape's looking at 20. That's Damn, so that's what the knock we thought was. That thunder is insane. Vicious. So you, vicious. you said Jake Matthews versus Darius Flowers. Darius Flowers. J okay, Darius Flowers is the um, the dog at plus 225. Because he's short notice. That makes sense. Jake Matthews is sitting at a minus 275. Damn, that's pretty good. Right after that, we got Roman Kapilov in the middleweight division. 10-2, and two, taking on Claudio Ribeiro. So um, Claudio's the dog, and Rome, he's sitting at plus 175, and you got Kapilov at a minus 210. Yeah, I pick up Kapilov on that. Yo, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but they put the flag of origin, and I'm assuming Roman Kapilov is Russian, and they did not put the Russian flag. Really? Damn, that's sad. I don't know that, but look at that flag. It's like a blue flag with some stars and shit. Hmm. Maybe that is the flag of Russia. Maybe I'm just dumb. <laughs> or maybe he's just from not Russia. I'm. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so can they, Right after that, we got CJ Vergara taking on Vinicius Salvador. This is in flyweight. I would expect to get a under two and a half on this one. Um, so that one's the rounds. odds are um, Vinicius, as I butcher it. Vinicius, Vinicius I know. Yeah. I was being stupid. Oh. Um, he <laughs> is the dog at plus 140, and then you got CJ to minus 170. That's kind of a coin flip. That's a coin flip. That's the, yeah, that's not Anything a, can happen in a flyweight belt. Yeah. And that, don't you take flyweights under two and a half? Under two and a half all the time. They yeah. always cash. Sometimes, and honestly, lately they haven't been cashing, but we're kind of swinging back to where they're cashing all the time now. Okay. Um, let's talk about this feature prelim, though. We got Gabriel Bonfim, 14-0, the only undefeated Bonfim brother now because we had uh, Ishmael get <laughs> defeated after that <laughs> and or, or back in, a few <laughs> weeks ago. And he's taking on Trevin Giles. Trevin Giles is a step in as well. Trevin Giles is the dog. Really? Plus 270. My doubt. Bonfim minus Tree Fitty. Damn, he might be the biggest favorite on the card. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll go through the rest of these. Let's see who's going to be the big favorite. Let's talk about this main card, man. Uh, oh, man. It sucks. I and mean, we're going to say it at the top, too. Um, Stephen One or Stephen Wonderboy Thompson was supposed to be taking on Michelle Fajeda in the main card, and that has been canceled. 
Um, so that is not happening anymore. That was supposed to be but a really big waiting. fight. And it makes me really sad that they lost that fight. So they bumped up Kevin Holland and Michael Chiesa to the uh, main card. And they're, that's going to be a fight that I'm going to be looking forward to. I want to say Kevin Holland's going to win. But you never know what Michael Chiesa's going to do on the ground. He might choke his ass out for real. So believe it or not, um, Chiesa's the dog. Really? Plus 125. And um, Kevin Holland is minus 150. I think it's because wow. Kevin Holland is a really competent grappler. And that's he Michael, is a very good guy. Michael Chiesa's bread and butter is um, grappling, but Michael Chiesa is not like a, a world beater. He just yeah. he sets up he uses his wrestling to set up um, submissions as compared to like Chiesa went against fucking um what's his name? Like with the cleft lip, I can't even remember his name right now. Hamzat. Hamzat. He's yeah. got big brother. Baptized. Literally big brothered. Let's talk about this reach too. I mean, we got Michael Chiesa seventy five point five, and then we got Kevin Holland at a staggering eighty one inches, dude. Like that's, he was supposed to be, yeah, that's like an bro. inch shorter than Brock Lesnar's reach. Like Brock bro. Lesnar's a heavyweight, and it's three inches shorter than John Jones's reach, Gr- who has the longest long reach in history in the UFC history. Yep, eighty four and a half inches. That's Fucking, an, yeah, like what? People wonder why he ha- he creates distance. Um, let's talk about Tony Ferguson back, back with a knife. Did you see him? He pulled out a knife at the uh, presser. Um, and he's taking on Bobby Green, a.k.a. King, out here trying to rep the name King, 29-14. and 14. We got Tony Ferguson at 26-8. and eight. I'm really interested in these odds. I want to say Tony Ferguson is a underdog. Big dog. How big? Plus 300. What? That's kind of disrespectful. Okay, come on, listen, chill. Bobby Green, we got to chill. Bobby Green was coming off a... Um, a, a knockout win. No, well, it was a knockout win that got started with an incidental headbutt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. like the setup of like he I headbutt happened. That. He didn't really didn't he just kept with the flurry and TK and like I'm ninety. My plus sure. three hundred for Tony is a good pickup. I'm telling you right now, you throw some sprinkles on that, and Tony surprises you with a decision win over Bobby Green. You're gonna be a happy fucking panda. I wonder what I'm the, telling you that. I wonder what the over under is on um, Imanari rolls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say plus one and a half. Tony is just a very hard person to fight. And that can make for a very boring decision for a Tony Ferguson win. Mm-hmm. I would, I would definitely pick up a Tony Ferguson bet. And then that Bobby, would be if we were doing our battle bets, like we are going to mm-hmm. be doing next week. I would definitely be picking up Tony Ferguson just to risk it. But, like that is a that's a nice pay a payout if it happens because there's a lot of pass for Tony Ferguson to win this fight, even if he's on a I don't know how many fight losing streak. But, the biggest dog, or not biggest dog, the biggest favorite on the entire card is Bobby Green. Wow, real? What is this? What is this? Minus. Score? Okay, so um, Bonfim was minus three fifty. He's minus four hundred. Wow, and you know what's crazy? Bobby Green has never been that big of a favorite. In I think fight. it's because Tony, no one knows. I don't think no one really knows where Tony Ferguson's talent lands at the yeah. moment, and, and especially with those last fights. Prime, as well as he's got a lot of miles on his chin. From the the dogs that he's fought, and Bobby Green's coming Big off dogs. a super dominant performance that he was trending to win, so he's assumed in shape still. Let's talk about Derek Lewis taking on Marcos Rogério de Lima. This is not the best matchup for my man Black Beast. This is hold on. Not only is this not the best matchup, I think the UFC had a strategy on this, and I want to shout out Brendan Schaub. I wanted to shout out Brendan Schaub for making this point because I think this kind of opened my eyes. So if your <laughs> your management prefaces everything before you take a fight. You're, so you like there's details you were given before you accept it. Derek Lewis is in a pickle because he keeps losing, and so he needs to string some wins together. He's kind of fallen from grace, sadly, due to that. So I think Derek Lewis's um, team has probably convinced him that he kind of needs to be a yes man for the matchmakers Facts. right now, and he takes this fight. So 
is this a bad matchup for his ability to win it? I don't think that's a bad matchup. The reason this is a bad matchup in general is they're in Salt Lake City, Utah. They're in elevation. They're not at Colorado elevation, but they're at elevation. So if you're Derek Lewis, you fight you you know that you don't have the greatest cardio and you take rounds off when it's like you're the main event. Derek Lewis probably is training for a five minute fight. I shit you not. I would bet and this is what Shab suggested, and I would agree with it. He's probably training to get this guy out of there in five minutes because after that, you, you realize Facts. how winded he's going to be. It's the highest elevation Derek Lewis has ever fought at. Is that what you said? It's just higher or I think elevation. It's the highest. It's he's like twenty five hundred feet or something like that. Like it's higher than what um, he's used to, and like that's not good. And it's against a wrestler. <laughs> Isn't that a wrestler and ground and pounder, Marcos De Ruggiero de Lima, with a lot so, of experience, just as much as experience as Derek Lewis, pretty much. Derek Lewis's career moving forward, it's like not that he can't keep, can't keep fighting, but it's looking pretty grim right yeah, now. So he grim. he needs this. But what win. if he knocks this motherfucker out? I'm gonna be so happy. What's the odds? Um, so Derek Lewis is the dog, of course, plus one eighty. That's not terrible of a dog. Um, I actually would want Ruggiero de Lima is minus two twenty. Mm, not the best. Let's talk about Jan Bla Blahovic. Almost said Blachowicz. Always do that. Jan Blahovic taking on Alex Fajeda uh, or Pereira, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. I don't know which is the exact right way, but I don't know who wins that fight. Dave, what are the odds looking like? So let me explain before I'm done. Alex um, is the dog. I, in, I expect that in a pick'em. So it's what? so you got minus one fifteen Jan minus one hundred five Alex. Wow, now, that's one, way closer. A than note I that I want to make about this fight that's really important because we mentioned in prior weeks that um, uh, Jamal Hill has <coughs> vacated his belt. That belt is now vacant. The UFC's current plans for the light heavyweight belt, as as it was explained to me, is um, the reason that this fight is not instantly for the belt because that's like path of least resistance. A, you would have to promote it to the main event which the BMF belt has already been advertised. They don't want to do that. So, cause you can't not have the belt. You know what I mean? That has, that's how that has to work. So that would change UFC 291's lineup and advertising expenses, etc. That can't happen. Second, um, right now it is understood that since Yuri never lost his belt, he gets a title shot when he returns. So it wouldn't, it would, it would work if you did this yeah. and he immediately <laughs> fights the winner. But the UFC didn't want to like be a little bit too liberal with that because they didn't. Alex know how has it would... so little fights in the UFC. It's so yeah, weird. it didn't. They didn't necessarily know how they were going to market it, and they didn't want to put more eggs in the marketing basket. So for the UFC's sake, it's just kind of like this fight is happening, and this fight is assumed for title contention, but it's not guaranteed. So, so weird. and if he doesn't fight him, like you can look up in the top five, like it's slim pickings for who deserves it. You know. Yeah. The but light heavyweight division is just a fucking. Glover mess. stopped training seriously, but you and I both know that like. If Glover came out of retirement to rematch Yuri, take my money, dude. Take the fucking take money. Take my money. That was, that one was such a good fight. One of the greatest fights ever. I was ever. yelling at the top of my lungs. I was freaking out because every other 10 seconds, I thought the other dude was getting TKO. Well, I had a Glover to share a submission win for like plus, I don't know how much money. And I put a good amount of money on it. And he was in, he had him on, he had his back, arm around the neck. Now, so I was freaking out yelling. The UFC has a really good golden marketing opportunity. They fast-tracked. Pereira to Izzy because let's face it, Izzy cleared out the division. And then fast tracked him straight to Jan Blahovich, who so, probably is going to win. So, but if he if Pereira can beat Jan, <coughs> the the UFC could try to get Pereira. Jan is going to. I think Jan might dog this man. Probably, but just hear me out. Jan, or, um, if Pereira could somehow do what it, whatever it takes to become UFC champion, 
somehow becomes UFC champion, the UFC now has a golden opportunity to rematch him and Izzy at 205, which you and I both know they want to do. Yeah, you're right. It's a big rematch. It's at a new weight class, which adds a little difference in the stakes. You, um, we all agree that um, Alex is a much bigger, naturally bigger man because he rehydrated to illegal percentages in his like previous fights, but they let him slide because he's fighting for belts. You know, mm. it is what it is. It's crazy. Who are you picking though? Um, this is hard for me to pick. Yeah, I got Jan. Here's my two cents. If Jan can get it to the ground, I think he it's going to be over. If Izzy fast. can get it to the ground. Jan is gonna get it to the ground. Yeah. So if if Jan Izzy got him to the ground, and Jan got Izzy to the ground without hesitation, with with no effort. So MMA math does not work. But here it doesn't. I think um, Pereira is going to be hitting equally as hard as the guys at two hundred five, faster than the guys at two hundred five. He's going to be the best striker that Jan's ever fought. He's also a very weird I, striker. I consider like, so unorthodox. I genuinely, and I'll stand on this hill until proven otherwise. I still think that Pereira is a superior striker to Izzy, but Izzy str- strung it together on their last bout. He's three and zero against, or three and one against the man, like with two knockouts, two very unquestionable knockouts. So the reason I reference that that this is Jan's best striker he's ever fought. Yeah. Pereira is going against the biggest, best grappler he's ever fought. We're just gonna have to see what happens, man. If he Fuck. rises, but if he rises to the occasion, because like I see this fight going one of two ways. We're gonna see a reincarnation of that Izzy fight, and Jan's gonna stick to the same game plan because it's a kickboxer versus a kickboxer. It's very smart. Or Pereira's gonna knock this man out very fast. I would hate to see Jan on the ground unconscious real fast. His his most round. powerful punch is his lead left hook. It's right. It's yeah, that's right. just Jan might get caught being all cocky. Sean Strickland would have fought for a title by now if it wasn't okay. for that lead left hook. Let's talk about Dustin Poirier taking on Justin Gaethje for the BMF title. We only have a few minutes left. Uh, after this fight, I don't know if we'll parlay. We might just end it with a nice little talk. We'll see what's good. I'm but, cool. Yeah, I'm cool with just um, ending it after ending, talking about this. Yeah, so Dustin Poirier taking on Justin Gaethje. I mean, the I fight a- that has been – I've been waiting for this fight for a long time. They did it once, and it was crazy. So I've been waiting for the second. Um, I just don't know if Justin gets it done over Dustin. Dustin so, is just so good on the feet I have, and on the ground. I have some hot takes that you're – I'll get them back to back. Give me these odds first. Um, so Gaethje's the dog but in a very close odds. Gaethje's plus 125. Dustin's minus 150. I, they, okay, so if you look at their careers and since they fought Khabib or since like their last so many fights, like there's this meme that I saw. They've gotten the exact same MMA record. They both, um, they both beaten Michael Chandler. They both lost to Khabib via a submission. They're like, their cage time is like the exact same or like yeah. really close. Like it's really bizarre. They're such similar parallel fighters. But um, my hot take is that I think, um, as much as this burdens me, uh, burdens me to say this, loser of that fight retires, bro. Nah, I don't think so. I okay, well maybe, but like um, Justin Gaethje said on two separate um, interview occasions, he's close. No, he he's said that the, this is his last title run. He thinks that with, ah, so he said he said with, lose, he said with his he said yeah. with his age right. and where he's at in his career, You're right. he doesn't have much time left because like Gaethje's got to be like thirty two, he 29, is. 32, like, 34 years, yeah, thirty four. Both so these guys is are, Dustin. Both of them are older, so like Dustin's thirty four as well. Thirty, like you're. Your athletic prime is from age like twenty seven to like thirty one. Thirty two. Like they they okay. end. They technically ended at thirty two, but so, thirty one is a pretty I good just, number. I don't think like sure they're both potent and talented enough. The top five in lightweight is the most potent um, top five in the whole um, UFC, if you ask me. Even though these guys keep fighting each other, but I don't know where they go from there. Like the loser of this fight, what's their next fight? Like 
You already got they, they would still be in banger fights. They could still get great fights and pull great fights, but it's like, what are they gonna do to get a title shot other than just not be like be healthy? I guess like I don't know what like I, I'm just nervous for them. I don't want either of them See to you. retire, but I'm confident. With the way Gaethje's worded it, if Gaethje loses, I'd be shocked if he keeps doing it. If Dustin loses, he's already making a fuck ton of money off of his hot sauce. Like, yeah, what does he have to do? What does he have to? Prove? I could see it honestly. Now that you kind of explained it, yeah, I kind of I could see it. And then if you the winner of this I would fight, be sad, but the, I could see the winner it. of this fight, let's face it, is fast tracked to the title. Yeah. Even though they're winning a BMF belt themselves, like both fighters are interim champs in their um, UFC tenure. This is like. I just think this is kind of like shit or get off the pot. And by yeah, shit, I mean go get a UFC gold. Or, or don't hurt your body. Yeah. yeah, so I don't... It makes sense, I don't bro. want them to retire. But I think it's like... It's it's like... I don't know. And then, like, I want to make that same comment really briefly about Jones fight Stipe. I think both of them retire that night. I, I, that would be really interesting. I don't think Stipe wants to really keep doing it. He doesn't even train anymore. He's and let's be honest, John. if John has to fight like a Pavlovich or even an Aspinall, it's going to be a fucking handful. He's not handful. going to. I will tell you right handful. now that he's not going to. You want to know why he's not going to? Because John Jones is a, is on a pay-per-view model, and no one's buying that. I'm sorry. No yeah, one. Right. John Jones pulls, but John Jones needs an opponent. He needs a dance partner. Yeah, Like and an Nganu. No one has it. Nganu was that. Nganu was, was that. That's, was, I feel like that's what John went to the heavyweight division for. You know oh. what I mean? Like. Duh, and was, let's face it, John Jones also was. And then it all John Jones crashed. was waiting until they were going to give him the bag, and then next thing you know, Ngannou um, threw, a, threw a grenade in that motherfucker. No, Ngannou hightails, and then the UFC was put between a rock. You know and a what? Hard That's place. what they get for giving him six hundred thousand a fight. Fuck off. Now that motherfucker's making thirty million. Y'all are making three hundred and like eighty million fucking dollars a year more than all other combat sports combined, and yet your guys' highest paid players are getting paid less than the C League MMA League. Come it's fucking on, disgusting. Dog. Fix it. But. That is that is the whole card. That is UFC 291. Um, one thing I will say about this Dustin-Justin fight is it's guaranteed going to be getting a bonus. I'm sure something crazy is going to happen, so be sure to watch that. Both guys are going to be getting UFC 291 more. has been reviewed for the last time. Let's talk and end with, end with this. So we were talking before this, guys. This will be the last Sport Champs. Sport Champs has had a great run. Um... We've been kind of talking about it since Winston left, even a little bit before Winston left, about changing it and doing different things. Um, we all just kind of think that Sport Champs needs a fresh coat of paint, something new, something new to the channel. So me and Dave have been talking so, about it. I've, I've been kind of working on something new. And Go ahead, Dave. So it sounds kind of gnarly saying that, but to be more transparent, we're just going to like do something different. It's, in the this same time slot is going to be – different is basically what i say sport champs is done though like it is we're gonna forever reference sports fighting that's never going anywhere but we're gonna try some things we're gonna experiment we're gonna see what works and what doesn't yeah but we're gonna expand the horizon but be uh, here next week because we will be here next week it's just gonna be with a new rollout and a new the next project that we're gonna be testing out it's gonna be a pilot kind of the next episode might still be titled sport champs episode whatever we're still gonna win we're gonna figure it out yeah we're gonna figure it out um, Nothing's changing. This is the last time we're going to be breaking down stuff like we usually this, have this though, for current, Sport Champs. This current traditional thing. But when – again, when pop culture happens, current event happens. You already know what we're going to talk about it. Me and Dave are not leaving. Even Cha- Chauncey's probably going to be here more now. You know what's up. Day, or, uh, Derek will be on here more now. Like there's going to be a lot of changes happening. Um, we still need to think of a name for this idea that we're doing. Um, it's something very new, very fun. Um, very competitive too. So comment a name, and if your name's good, good enough to be considered, and might, hit us up. It, might have you for on. the so. And I'm going to give a little bit, a little something for the next week. So 
me and Dave are going to be uh, battling with bets. Mm. So we're each going to be we're going to be on a point system. We're going to be able to do these bets. But not only that, and we'll expand on it more next week. I want to actually have more time to really talk about it and get it out there. We're going to be doing that, but we're also going to be doing uh, some t- some other type of battling to do with other subjects, not only just sports, but it can be within sports. So me and Dave are just going to keep doing shit we love to do, shit we love to talk about. We're not going anywhere. Um, shit is just changing a little bit. You know, Sport Champ's going to get a fresh new coat of paint, and with that coat of paint, it's going to be a new name and a whole new show. So be on the lookout. Thank you for everybody that's rode with us. Um, if you're a Sport Champ's loyal, thank you for real. You know, um, we're just looking to do something new with it. Let's let's see what we do and uh, catch us next week, y'all. Do not forget to follow me everywhere. Rick G, hit the link below. It's my man Dave to my left, my man Chauncey to my right. We got the one and only Derek right in front of us, and this has been Sport Champs. Thank you.